Hello, and welcome to the Scooby-Doo and Sister 2 podcast, where two sisters with nothing in common bond over their love for Scooby-Doo. I'm Lydia, the youngest sister. And I'm Liz, the spookiest sister. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Spooky! (laughs) No argument there. All right. That's true. Uh, And today we're talking about the third episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, called Hassle in the Castle. So today's episode aired on September 27th, 1969. It was once again written by Ken Spears, Joe Ruby, and Bill Lutz. Produced and directed by Joseph Barbera and William Hanna. And one that I think has probably been on the show for the last two episodes as well, but I just never mentioned, is the animation producer, who was Charles A. Nicholas. Or, no, not Nicholas. Nichols, maybe? Yeah, probably Nichols. Nichols, Yeah. I felt kind of bad for not crediting any of the animation people because it's, they, you know, yeah. kind of a big deal mm-hmm. and they do a pretty good job. Right. So, yeah. um, and I mean, tons and tons of people worked on the animation. Right. I just don't feel like having a five minute segment where I read all their names off. So we'll just, uh, we'll credit the animation producer for right now. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Charles. <laughs> you got mentioned on our podcast. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cast didn't change much. Don Messick is once again Scooby-Doo. He also played the police officer. Oh. Casey Kasem played Shaggy Rogers. Yes. Frank Welker played Fred Jones. I'm still not good at saying her name. Stephan- Stephanie Anna Christopherson played Daphne Blake. Nicole Jafe played Velma Dinkley. And then the Phantom and Bluestone the Great was played by the same guy named Hal Smith. Do you know who Hal Smith is, Lid? The name is really familiar. It should be because I... He's, is oh. he been the villain? No, 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 he's not been on the show yet. He will be on the show a lot. again later. I don't know a lot. He's credited with a couple like villains. I think he's also the 49er in the next episode. Gotcha. But this is someone that you have seen play like an actual person on television, like not animated. Really? Yeah, you've probably seen quite a bit of him. You want to take any guess? Think of an old show. Any guess at all. That we watched? That like I'm pretty order? sure. Like yeah, how old? Black and white, I believe, for the most part. Like Andy Griffin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Guess who he played? Andy Griffin? (laughs) (laughs) It's not Andy Griffin. I I knew it was. Yeah. This is the guy who played Otis Campbell, the town drunk. Yes. On Andy Griffin. Otis. Wow. Yeah. So I I would never have guessed that. Their voices are so different. Yeah. My other guess was going to be like Hogan's Heroes or something. Yeah. We watched that a lot too. Yeah. No, I just just blew my mind that apparently he did a lot of like voice work and stuff. Yeah. So, but we'll see him again later on in episodes. Okay. So here's what happened on Hassle in the Castle. While on a leisurely boat trip, the gang crashed into Haunted Isle, home of the Vasquez Castle, named for the pirate who once lived there. The gang searched the beach for help when Scooby finds a note that says, Danger, leave the island. Instead of leaving, the gang go to the castle to investigate. Daphne is separated from the group when she falls through a trap door and narrowly escapes the phantom. The rest of the gang split up to look for Daphne. Shaggy and Scooby get spooked by a talking skull that gives them the directions. Shaggy says he wants a ham sandwich to calm his nerves, and a ham sandwich magically appears. He says he wishes the sandwich was cut in half, and then an axe magically falls from a suit of armor, cutting the sandwich in half. 
Eventually, the gang reunite and are confronted by the Phantom. But in a fit of bravery, the gang, including Scooby and Shaggy, chase the Phantom until he disappears through a wall. Daphne finds a key with the inscription, Second Passage of the Old Bell, which the gang deduce is directions to a passage in a book called The Old Bell. In the library, the gang find the book, and in the second passage, the word catacombs is underlined. So the gang go to the basement to search for the catacombs. In the catacombs, the gang find a room full of magic trick equipment. Then, the phantom shows up and scares them off. The gang put together an elaborate trap to catch the phantom, and they use Scooby as bait. Though the trap doesn't work as planned, the phantom is captured when Scooby falls on top of him. A police officer shows up claiming to have seen the gang's boat washed up on shore. The gang unmask the phantom, and the officer explains that he is Bluestone the Great, a famous magician wanted in six states. Bluestone then shows the gang how he used stage magic to fake being a ghost. So that was the episode. Lyd, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? You know, um, the past, like in the past podcast that we had, um, I talked about how I never really liked this episode. It wasn't like one of my favorite ones. But um, after re-watching it um, to prepare for the podcast, I actually found that I don't hate it as much as I remember. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. Um, I had a couple favorite moments in it. Um, it's still probably not like my favorite one, but I did actually enjoy it a lot more than I remembered I did. And it probably has to be because, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I had the same exact experience. I didn't remember being super crazy about this episode, but I actually really like it. And maybe not even so much for the reasons that you're supposed to like it, more yeah. so like the just absolute absurdity and all of the plot holes that are in this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, let's talk about this whole situation where they find the key that then leads them to this book that has catacombs underlined. Do you know what catacombs are, Lid? I feel like I'm supposed to know what that is. <laughs> it's okay if you don't. It's, you know, not something that is... Isn't it? I know it is, like, in the basement. Yeah. So here, let me read the... Uh, like, definition. The definition. Okay. An underground cemetery consisting of subterranean gallery with recesses for tombs as constructed by the ancient Romans. So it's an un- underground cemetery okay yeah graveyard uh most famously as you might remember in phantom of the opera yeah that's probably where i've heard yeah like the paris catacombs that's where the phantom lives in that musical so yeah okay so why does this castle have catacombs was that a normal thing for like castles and why is the key like the size of daphne why is there a key at all yeah why (laughs) yeah for real why (laughs) yeah it's why didn't they just go check out the basement well, they did. That's where they went to try no. to find the catacombs. I know. But oh, like why to didn't begin they with. Just go to the basement instead of having like, oh, here's a key. Let's go look it up. Oh, it's in the catacombs, which is AKA the basement. So why weren't they like, hey gang, let's go check out the basement and search for clues? Well, they didn't know that the key was to the basement to begin with. I'm just saying, why did they have to add the key in the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole just, episode in general. Yeah, the whole episode is a mess. But I love it for how messy it is. It's crazy. Um, but more on my idea with the key and what's happening there in our conspiracy corner. So, okay. <laughs> but speaking of Phantom of the Opera, the whole time, anytime they said the Phantom, that's the only thing I could think of. So oh, really? I just wanted to kind of get what what's the first like things that come to your mind when I say the Phantom? The Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is there inside my mind. <laughs> So shout out to the Spark sisters yes. out there who watch the that. Yes, the candles, <laughs> the wax. They're just, yeah, 
my mom was not, well, our mom was not happy. Yeah. When she came in the living room and saw that we literally had every single candle <laughs> that we owned burning and there was wax everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Felt that. Uh, so, yeah, apparently that's what happens when we get really into musicals. <laughs> Fun times, though. Fun times, yeah. We were young. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what, 12? Probably younger than that. Yeah, I think you were younger than that because I was Ten. like 14. Oh, and then I had to be nine. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So Sarah was eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot how young Sarah is. Yeah. And Becca probably would have been 12. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Oh, good times. Good times. All right. So the villain in this one is a magician. Yeah. What are your thoughts on stage magic? Like in general? Just in general. Um, I think it's a really cool thing, honestly. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I'm actually a little surprised that you think it's cool. I was I mean, expecting a little more negativity, but now I love it. I love stage magic. Like, so. I probably wouldn't, like, go to a show. Um, like, if I had to, like, pay money for it, I'm not be like, oh my gosh, there's magicians in town. I want to go see them. Like, it's like, you know, like, on a cruise ship or something. Like, yeah. if they're having a magic show, I might go, you know. But if I find it, like, super cheesy, I'm going to leave. You <laughs> that know? makes sense. Meanwhile, my husband and I, when we went to Vegas a couple of years ago, saw two magicians, or two magician groups, I guess, while mm-hmm. we were there. First, we saw Chris Angel Mind Freak. Ooh, which, I've heard of him. Oh, uh, yeah. He makes my little 13-year-old emo girl heart happy. It was nice. a hilarious show. Really good. Um, you were emo back then. Something like that. Well, it was... It was kind of close. It was, it was close enough. As close as a good Christian girl can get to emo. <laughs> Reliant K. Reliant K. <laughs> Switch foot. <laughs> Plum. Yeah. Red. Here I say red. Is that uh, a band? Yeah, red, red was a band. Yeah. Oh, what was the, the female rock... Plum. No, there's plum and then there's fire something. Fire. Um, fire girl? No. No, fire girl. Yeah, fire girl. The famous Christian rock band. Uh, <laughs> fire girl. Fi- not, was it Firefly? No. No. Oh, that's going to bug me. No, you're thinking of the Firefly song. No, I didn't like that. There's there's, <laughs> there's a band. Oh, crap. I like to make myself believe. Uh, no, I hate that song. All right, listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, if you also listen to bad Christian female rock bands, hey, let me they know. they were all bad. <laughs> like, I mean, it was the 2000s. We were all wearing weird stuff, and <laughs> everyone had terrible bangs and yeah. color streaks in their hair. Yeah. See, I never actually did the color streaks and stuff. I couldn't I get away either, with that. I did either, but I had a lot of friends that did. Yeah. If I... But you did dye your hair blue yeah but that was long after the emo phase that was just that's true i'm moving away to college let's put some fun colors in here (laughs) i'm leaving this place (laughs) yeah let's celebrate yeah yeah (laughs) oh god yeah you can't stop me got blue in my hair now Uh, yeah, something like that. What were we talking about? Okay, somehow we got from Chris Angel to this. Emo. Like, emo. Oh, that's right. Emo. Um, but yes, Chris Angel makes my little emo heart happy. 
uh, while we were seeing his show, so there's like a disclaimer at the beginning. It's like a PG-13 show or something. Like, oh, don't bring okay. your kids. Because, you know, there's like violent kind of stuff in it sometimes. Oh, okay. He did the traditional, like we see in this episode, the Saul, a woman in half bit. Oh, yeah. Um, He did it with like a bunch of gory effects. And then he didn't put the woman back together. And I was sitting next to a very annoying eight-year-old the entire time. And <laughs> I think he's traumatized forever by the scene. Probably. Because afterwards, he just kept looking at his mom like, he didn't put her back together, mommy. He didn't put her oh back together. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, favorite part of the whole show. Yes. Um, and then we went and saw Penn and Teller. Never who are, oh, you've never heard of Penn and Teller? No, but I'm also not like. Yeah, you're not yeah. in the magic scene. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I but... am magic. You... <laughs> I sparkle, not sweat, Liz. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I just sweat. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Penn and Teller are really good. I recommend seeing them. Even if you're not emo. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's our deep love for magic, me and Zach. When we got back, we were so hyped. We were like, we're going to learn some magic tricks. And yeah. then luckily that died before we could make complete fools of ourselves. Yeah, what kind of card you got in your hand? <laughs> oh, so super excited. We got our first listener email. We did. We did. Hello to Holystar64. Hey. Thank you so much for emailing. So excited to hear from you. So Holystar64 says, Hassel in the Castle is such a banger of an episode. I really enjoyed the art of the castle in the distance. Anyway, how'd these teens rent a motorboat? Also, would you enter an abandoned castle like that? So, first off, Star, totally agree that this is probably a banger of an episode. It's a banger. <laughs> Uh, mostly because of the crazy potholes and just the absolute ridiculousness of it. But uh totally agree. I love the artwork in this. Yeah. The background pieces yeah. and every episode are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they can, like, you know, make mistakes with the actual characters, moving their mouths and stuff right. like that. But, I mean... Which, I mean, makes sense. They had, like, a shoestring budget and everything back then. Yeah, I mean, this was in... This one came out in the 60s? Yeah, we're still in 69 here. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, the backgrounds are always so gorgeous. I get distracted sometimes just looking at them instead yeah. of paying attention to the characters. But so Star asked, anyway, how these teens rent a motorboat? And I just always assume that Fred is super rich or his parents are super rich. Yeah, well, and we know Daphne's family is super rich. Oh, true. Yeah, we found that out in not too long. So yeah. I guess, you know, one of them is probably just rich enough to, I assumed they own the motorboat. I didn't even think I they rented like it. all of their parents are rich, though. Like, later on. Maybe. I mean, well, maybe they, not, like, rich, but, like, you know. Did they establish that in Where Are You, though? Because I don't know if they established that until, like, Mystery Incorporated or some of the older, or the newer stuff. Um, no, I think, like, in the What's New Scooby-Doo. Mm, yeah. And then also in um the Scooby-Doo show, I think they established that Daphne's family is. Gotcha. Because there's, like, an episode where she gets to see her cousin. They own, like, a whole island or something. Like, the, remember, it's, like, vampires. Oh, yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, cousin's, like, birthday or something. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, they're just super rich, Star. Yeah. I mean. I mean, well. That's why they also own a giant van and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, although, to be fair, I mean, I drove a van when I was 16, too. Yeah. Named Chewbacca. I, I think we've it. already talked about Chewbacca we on the have. show, have we? Yeah. We have. Oh, God. Chewbacca. Rest in peace, Chewbacca. Rest in peace. It actually peace. might still be running. It really could be. It's a powerhouse of a van. Um, so Star also asked, also, would you ever enter an abandoned castle like that? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, we talked about an earlier 
episodes are experience breaking into buildings, and uh, we don't have very much experience in that. Yeah. But... Um. Well, I also don't like haunted houses or anything mm-hmm. like that, so I know I would not. Yeah, see, I I can get myself hyped up to where I like to go to, like, spooky stuff, like, but not, like, you know, stuff that is pr- supposedly truly haunted stuff. Right. I'm talking about, like, USS Nightmare, Halloween oh, houses. You pay me to go to stuff like that. Yeah, see, well, I'm one of those chickens who, like... I don't even like... watch horror movies. Ah, see, that's where we differ. I love me some the horror movies. The only horror movie I've ever seen is The Purge. Oh, that and movie sucks. And it's not sucks. even really a Purge. Well, not... <laughs> that's not really a horror movie to me. Yeah, I mean, it is, I, but... I just don't see how it's really a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, but just your neighbors come over and try to kill you is essentially it what's happening. It just wasn't scary. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. I feel well, like that's a it was bad more movie. of an action movie than anything. Yeah, definitely. I actually fell asleep during that movie. I got so bored. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to get you to watch some horror movies, No, sis. you won't. I'm, <sighs> I don't see how that's fun at all. <laughs> I love getting scared. But yeah, thanks again, Holy Star 64 for writing in. If you would also like to write in and be part of our listener segment, you can email us at thescoopysisters at gmail.com. Gmail! <laughs> You've got mail. All right, sis. So what was your favorite scene in this episode? Okay, my favorite scene was when Scooby-Doo had to lure the phantom and he pretended to be John Wayne. And I just thought that was so funny. He's like, John Wayne? <laughs> yeah, John Wayne. John Wayne. You funny, know? Yeah, funny you should say that because that is also my favorite part. I absolutely love the way that Scooby says John Wayne. So I actually clipped that part out of the episode and I'm going to play it for you all right now. Scooby, be brave. <laughs> Just think of Ren Din Din. <laughs> John Wayne. John Wayne. John Wayne. Sure, Scooby. We will. Oh, but yeah, no, I just love that clip so much. Me too. Oh, God. I love that our favorite part was that. Yeah, well, it was just funny. And honestly, he kind of reminded me of Charlie Chap- Chaplin. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I love that you actually know that reference. Yeah. Well, I went, I almost said his last name wrong, but I knew who I was trying to say. Yeah. Like with the mustache and the hat and yeah. the like, trench coat. I don't know. It just gave me the Charlie Chaplin vibes. Yeah, no, definitely. I 100% think that's who they were going for. Maybe just John Wayne was a little funnier. John Wayne? (laughs) I don't know if Charlie Chaplin is known for being, like, macho or, like, an especially brave character. Yeah. But I also loved how Scooby, like, literally even, like, moved his, like, thumbs and stuff. Yeah. He got in the very, like... his paw. Yeah, his paws. Fingers or whatever they are. (laughs) Sometimes they're fingers. Yeah, whatever it is. Because he's a trickster god, remember? Um, Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, now he got in his full, like, western pose and started yes. marching around. It was great. All right, so that's our favorite scene. Now, who was your favorite character this episode? Okay, my favorite character would have to be Scooby-Doo. And why is that? Because, first of all, he ate probably, like, ten Scooby snacks in this episode <laughs> or something crazy. Yeah. Because he had to go check out the catacombs. Mm-hmm. And... 
obviously the John Wayne scene. Yeah. And I also love how in the very beginning, how he literally eats Shaggy's whole big sandwich that had lots of weird stuff on it. I honestly don't remember what it all was, but it was like a lot. Yeah. It was like marshmallow, roast beef, something. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. And that's, I believe, the first instance of the what's it called the super shaggy sandwich or something like that i feel like that makes a a reoccurrence later on in the episodes yeah something like that all right so scooby is your favorite character yes velma was mine okay uh for a couple reasons so first she is the low-key strongest member of the gang because at one point they all get scared and fred shaggy and scooby jump into her arms that's true and she full-on sprints while holding all three of them in a skirt in a skirt yeah in a sweater she is Maybe she's the trickster god because, my God, she is strong for such a tiny lady. Yes. And also, okay, at the beginning, right before they crash, the weather gets really bad and it starts to, like, fog up or whatever. Right. And uh, Velma starts this explanation to Fred about what exactly is happening. Right. Because she's a smart... Because she's smart pants. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Uh, Well, while researching this episode, I found out that she just makes a word up in the middle of the description. (laughs) To make herself sound smart. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Her actual description might actually be true, but... But like the word. But the word I think she just threw in there. So um, I actually clipped that part. I don't want us to listen to her explanation and this weird made-up word. What could have happened? It's very simple. When the barometric pressure dropped and the warm offshore air came in contact with an inland cold front, we ran into some unnavigable nubulation. You're right, Velma. Whatever you said. And see, I love that Freddy just automatically accepted accepts it as truth. But I love how Scooby was like, what? Yeah, um, so in there she uses a word, mugulation or mugulation, something mugulation. like that. Yeah, that's not a real word. Yeah. So uh, my theory in that is Velma is often being truly scientific, but she'll just throw in random words that don't exist to kind of prank the gang and see if they'll ever call her on yeah, her BS. It's like she's so smart that she doesn't even have to say the correct things to outsmart people. Yeah, maybe she's like Shakespeare and she's just making up her own words as sort of a, a fun little yeah, thing. Shakespeare, I just, that was like the worst ever <laughs> in high school. Look, we all agree Shakespeare sucks, but yeah. he still said some funny things and made up some yeah. words that we still use today. That's true. So let's get mugulation going, guys. When a cold front comes in or whatever the heck it was that Velma said and fog comes around. It's really just... mugalicious out there today. It's really mugalicious. <laughs> Mugalicious. <laughs> All right. Fog, fog. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Please, please get Mugalicious going. <laughs> oh god, you're killing me. All right. I didn't have any trivia this time. My only trivia fact was the whole made-up word or whatever. Well, that's sad. I know. I love trivia. Yeah, well. Which I also do trivia questions on our Twitter and Instagram page. Yeah, Lydia is in charge of the trivia on our social trivia media accounts. time! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, so uh, I'll try to find some trivia for you next episode. Okay. But now it's time for Conspiracy Corner. Dun dun dun! So, as we mentioned before, there are a lot of plot holes in this one. A lot of weird stuff that just doesn't make sense, even with the whole idea that magic tricks are happening by a professional magician. 
A, the magically appearing sandwich. That's true. And the mustard. And the mustard and the axe falling. Like, those are all things you would have to set up way in advance. Also, their explanation is that they're using wire, or he's using wires to make everything float. But at one point... he's raising the wire. Yes, that's first off a big question. But also, Fred and Daphne ride on that magic carpet. (laughs) How did they not see that there were (laughs) wires? Like, it should be, like, sagging in the middle or something. Also, Scooby was holding on to the back of it. So if it really was on a wire, wouldn't they know because of Scooby holding on? Yeah, I mean, no one noticed wires anywhere. He, he didn't run into wires. Yeah. It, when it got all squished up, it was still just a normal rug. Maybe magic is just real. See, that's part of my theory. Not only do I think magic is real in this universe, I think Shaggy's a wizard. Really? Yeah. I think Shaggy is in on especially this crime, if it's a crime. I guess it's sort of a crime. So I think that would explain why Bluestone or the Phantom had a fake Shaggy head. And the one part where they do the saw the woman in half trick and it's just like a random wooden Shaggy head at one end and then Mm -hmm. Shaggy knows how to to do the trick and that, which is like creep up inside the bottom half so you don't get sawed in half for real. Zoinks! He might be right there. Yeah. I did think it was weird that he had a fake shaggy head. Yeah. You can't make that kind of stuff no. that quickly. Especially in the 60s. Yeah. You know? Not like he had like a 3D printer we or anything. Yeah. We can't even really do that now. Yeah. You probably do it with like 3, 3D printing yeah, or something, but not that fast. Time. Yeah. 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 So. To print out a life-size head, that's going to take a little bit. Yeah. It's so not like you can get that printed in an hour, you know? True. True. At least I don't think so. Yeah, I honestly don't know anything about 3D printing, so I'm just kind of making it up at this point. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also believe that the so-called police officer is in on it. It is super suspicious that he just randomly showed up right when they're about to unmask this criminal, supposed criminal. He could have been, like... Well, it would have made more sense if they would have said he was a part of the Coast Guard. Yeah. Because they are on the water a lot. Yeah. You know. I guess. Did the boat really look in that bad of shape that it had crashed? I don't remember no, what the boat looked like. I feel like, well, he didn't even act like it crashed. He acted like they just hit land. Which? Like they were, you know, which I guess that is technically crashing. Yeah, but I don't think there was like holes in the boat right. or anything. But speaking of that, I think that furthers my theory that Shaggy's in on it because Shaggy was the one who was below deck right before all of that happened. But he was, he was eating. He well, well, he was making a sandwich before that. He they said something like, "Oh, you woke up from your nap," so he was supposedly napping. But I think before that, he was tampering with the boat equipment, okay. and that's what made them crash. You just think too much into this. <laughs> Look, we need some conspiracies here. I guess. But I think the three of them are in on it together. I think they are trying to find the pirate treasure by using real magic. I think Shaggy got paranoid thinking that the gang might one day try to decide to look into this treasure. So he set this whole thing up to throw them off the trail by making the gang think that they solved the mystery of Haunted Isle. When really, the true mystery is that there is pirate treasure and there is magic. Okay. No thoughts on that, Lynn? Um, or here's my question. If he really is a, um, this big musician, not musician, but, um... Magician. Magician. Mm-hmm. Um, a pro. He should already have money. Eh, not necessarily. There are some, like, well... You know, like, why you gotta be digging to find money if you're really a, you know... Yeah. Well, like I don't celeb. know if... 
did they ever actually say he was looking for the pirate treasure? Or was he just hiding out? Because he's wanted in six states, is what the police officer said, which we don't know why he's wanted in six states. I think he was looking for the treasure. Okay. Because why would he go hide at a place that so many people are already going to? Well, no one was going to. It was abandoned. Nuh-uh. Well, I mean, yeah, it was abandoned. But in the episode, didn't the guy say, like, people all over the world have been trying to find the treasure? Oh, I guess. I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know. There's so many wrong. plot holes, it's hard to keep track of everything. I could be wrong. But that's just what I was thinking. Like, why would he need to be there? Well, maybe he went there because it's usually abandoned. And he's trying to hide to get away from the six Morants or whatever. Yeah. And then he just made the phantom persona to scare away the other random people who show up to find the treasure. Okay. Maybe. Or he's working with the police officer and Shaggy to find the pirate treasure using their real magic. We'll leave it up to you to decide, listener. Yeah, I guess so. If you're really into that. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. This is why we're totally opposite. (laughs) Me. Well, everything happens for a reason. Plus, it's like, well, this is why it happened. (laughs) Yeah, happened for this reason. Okay. All right. Time for our next segment. In the Scooby-Doo podcast community, the people are presented two separate but equally important groups, the gang who commit the crimes and the podcasters who call them out on it. These are their stories. This is Law & Order Scooby-Doo. So this is the part of the episode where we talk about the gang's crimes. Yes. So I only came up with two, I believe, assuming that my theory is incorrect of Shaggy being a master criminal. So I have trespassing inside the castle, and then assault, because at one point, Daphne hit Shaggy over the head with a vase. (laughs) okay. How did he not get a concussion from that? For sure. Oh, would you like to talk about your experience with concussions, Lydia, and how you are an expert now? I literally, you cannot sit here and tell me that he did not have a concussion. And when you have a concussion, the beginning is so bad. Like, it's just so bad. Yeah. Like, when I had my concussion during my volleyball season. Yeah, she got hit in the head with the volleyball guys. Yeah, so uh, long story short, I played back row, and I was back there preparing to dig out a spike, and the spike hit me in the head, basically. The ball. Well, the ball hit me in the head. Yeah. Yes. Well, anyway, so um, I will say, though, I didn't have any real side effects until, like, a whole day later. So maybe Shaggy does have a concussion, but doesn't have the side effects yet until the next day. True. Would you like to finish the story of how you found out you had a concussion? Yeah, so um, the next day we had a home game, and we won, by the way, which was awesome. And my roommate, her family was in town, so they went out to eat. So I went back to the dorm to, like, shower and work on homework, and we had this Chinese shop um, that was local, so I ordered some takeout. So as I was walking to get my takeout, um, I had already gotten it and I was walking back and I got really dizzy and like started like blacking out, like a little scene, like black dots. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to pass out? And I was by myself. So I get, I do make it to my dorm room, but I feel so sick. So I lay in bed and I'm like, I must have a migraine or something because my head was hurting so bad. So I was like laying there, all the lights were out. And all of a sudden, like I had been laying there for probably like 15 minutes. I get up and run to the bathroom and I throw up and I pass out. 
Okay, so next thing I know, I remember my like neighbor came in the bathroom that we share and was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I am so sick. Then my roommate finally came back and then took me to the hospital. And I wore sunglasses and it was like 1030 at night because my head hurt so bad. Yeah. Got a concussion. That was awful. But you know what? It's okay. I had memory loss, though. Seriously. Yeah, you did. We were really worried for a while. Yeah, so I couldn't use a computer or drive or anything for a whole month, so. Which sucks when you're a college student trying to do Not your homework. Not a college student, a college athlete. Yeah, for real. So, yeah. Yeah, literally getting, like, half of your tuition paid for because you're playing volleyball. So, basically, I'm proud of myself, though. Because for that semester, I did end up with like a 3.4 GPA, which is still really good. Yeah, that's great. Considering I couldn't write a paper or anything for a whole month. No, you really, you did well through the whole thing. Yeah. For sure. All right. So were there any crimes that I missed other than those two? Not that I can really think of. Yeah. Other than the crime of the super shaggy sandwich. I feel like it's kind of. I don't really know, like, if this is technically a crime, but the fact that Fred knows how to build this ginormous trap using crossbows and what was the, the big... The cannonballs? Yeah, the yeah. cannonballs. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't describe this trap. It's a... Oh, it's... A spring, yeah. like... I just feel like that should be a crime, just knowing how to use all of that. Yeah. Is that, like, plotting something? I mean, it further goes into Tampering the... Tampering with evidence? Oh, yeah. You could probably get away with tampering with evidence. Yeah. Because the guy was already a criminal that they were trying to catch. Yeah, so... But they used a lot of his stuff, so is that tampering with evidence? Maybe. Yeah, we might be able to get that to stick. Yeah. Um, But it further goes into the theory that Fred is maybe a psychopath who (laughs) really is trying to kill one of these guys. Also, Daphne got kidnapped. Yeah, is this the first time we had danger-prone Daphne? Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that setup too. Where who was it, Velma or what was it, Velma or Daphne? And was like, oh, I feel like we're gonna fall through a trapdoor, and yeah. they're like, oh, there's no such thing as trapdoors. Yeah, yeah. Velma like said something to Daphne. She said, oh, come on, Velma, there's no such thing. Falls through. Yeah, yeah. That was so she great. got taken. So that's technically like maybe not. Well, they're still teenagers, so that is probably technically kidnapping. Yeah. Well, I mean. Usually Law and Order Scooby-Doo is about the gang's crimes rather than the actual crimes that are committed by them. Well, whatever. It's still a crime. Yeah. Because, I mean... Does Fred have them all as hostages? Are they really friends? (laughs) Oh, God. That's a dark theory there, Lynn. (laughs) Yikes. Maybe. Well, we talked about how Fred could possibly be a serial killer. Yeah. I mean, there's more and more evidence every episode. Um... When we were watching it the other day, my husband Zach actually pointed out maybe Fred isn't a psychopath or a serial killer, but maybe he's the Batman in this universe. Interesting. Yeah, we were watching one where he, like, had a... Oh, what is it? The little thing there, you push the button and the, like, spike goes out and then you can, like, ride on it. Like the like the battering or whatever it's called. The, the bat pulley? Hello, past lives. This is future lives. The word you are trying to say is bat grapple gun. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe Fred's not a psychopath or a serial killer. Maybe Fred is a superhero in training. I yeah. think is the idea. And then all of them are his sidekicks. 
Yeah, something and like Velma's that. Velma's the one that gets in there. Yeah. Because of her knowledge. Exactly. Velma is Fred's oracle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't know what that is, but it's all right. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you have dressed up as her for Halloween before. Not Velma. No. <laughs> uh, Batgirl becomes oracle. Batgirl? Oh, I did dress up as Batgirl. Yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, who needs Bruce Wayne when they have me? Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, girl power. Girl power all the way. All right, so it's time for our ratings. Yeah. So uh, IMDb has 8.0 out of 10 in this one. Okay. Um, so would you like to start us off with a something out of 10 rating? Um, I can. I'm going to give this episode 6.5 keys out of 10. And the reason why is it's just not like my favorite one, you know? I mean, I thought it was okay, but we didn't even get to meet any like suspects or anything in this episode. Yeah, I mean... Like, we didn't even know who the guy was at the end. Yeah, if he hadn't been already a criminal wanted in six states, he technically wouldn't have been doing much wrong right. to get him arrested. I mean, like, trespassing, but yeah. also the kids were doing that, so... Yeah, um, I did like how they incorporated the magic in it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the different magic tricks, like the the saw cutting Shaggy and all this stuff. I, I did like that. And the... Um, the whole sandwich scene was kind of fun, too. Yeah. Totally agree. But, I mean, it just doesn't... This episode never really stood out to me as a kid, but it still wasn't, like, a bad one. Agreed. Yeah, 6.5. Nice. I like it. All right, I'm going to give this episode 7 out of 10 Talking Skulls. Oh, yes. Which, I agree, this is... So, this episode is either the worst written episode or the best written episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't tell if... The writers, I mean, it's probably more likely that the writers just did all these plot holes thinking, oh, kids are going to watch this, they're not going to notice. But if they did all these plot holes on purpose for this, like, greater mystery of how did all of this actually happen, who, I mean, we didn't even discuss who put the key there. Like, Right, yeah. The magician guy doesn't want to get caught, so he's not the one who wants to lead them to the catacombs. So what's going on here? Yeah. And just for all the crazy theories you could come up with and things I never thought about, like the possibility that maybe Shaggy is in on it, or maybe there's actual real magic here. Or maybe Scooby is the human, and the humans are the dogs. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this got me (laughs) thinking. Halloween every day. (laughs) Oh, you're killing me, sis. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. You never thought of that one. It's a, nope, I did not think of that one. That's a maybe valid theory. Um, <laughs> what I was thinking about is if Shaggy is a wizard or has some sort of magic that would explain S- Sparky. I almost said Sparky. <laughs> we love Sparky. We do love Sparky. That would explain why Scooby-Doo can talk. So maybe he put some kind of spell on his dog and now that's why Scooby is how he is. And maybe it's backfiring a little bit and that's where we get like mischievous Scooby-Doo sometimes because he's got that creepy laugh or and sometimes he plays pranks on the kids. Or maybe Scooby used to be a human. Yeah. And passed away. Aww. And then came back to life as a dog. Maybe. Where I thought you were going with that at first was that Scooby is a human that Shaggy then put a curse on to become a dog. <laughs> or maybe Scooby's the wizard. Oh, yeah. And he made all of his dog friends humans. 
Oh my god, Lid. You're blowing it all up. I know. I'm just Jeez. wrecking your world right now. What kind of dogs would each of the gang be? Oh, this would be fun. I feel like Fred has to be a golden retriever. Yeah, totally. Let me think. Yeah. Daphne could be like a poodle. Yeah. I. She's a labradoodle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Love, yeah. yeah. Labradoodle. Thelma. Hmm. Should we be like a shih tzu? No, she needs to be like a smart dog. Like, what are the dogs they mm-hmm. use for like investigations and stuff? I mean, not she's like maybe German Shepherd. Yeah, I don't know if she's quite a German Shepherd. But she's though. not like big, you know. She's not fierce, That's... although she is apparently very strong. So yeah, yeah, maybe she's but I mean, like... like a small dog, a beagle. She'd be a beagle. She's a beagle, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, and then Shaggy is hmm, a sheep dog. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there you go. And that's the, what the gang used to be before the wizard Scooby Doo turned them into humans. He did, yeah. So that they would have thumbs to feed him Scooby snacks. Yep. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I should have never started Conspiracy Corner. Um, I'm just gonna start saying the most random things now. <laughs> Do it! I love it! I love it! Oh. So before we get into our recommendations and plugging our own social media accounts, I want to give a special shout out to one of our friends on Twitter. Uh, you should check him out at That's Art Folks. He was so gracious to make us some fan art that yes. we are now using on our profiles and our YouTube show, or our YouTube show, on our <laughs> YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. <laughs> Thanks, sis. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, we really appreciate it. And if any of our other listeners want to send in fan art, we are very welcome to that. Uh, we'd love to feature all of you. Yeah, and not to mention, he is so talented. Like, the stuff that he has sent us, it just looks so good. So seriously, guys, give him a follow or something. This guy is really great, and we can't wait to see what else he sends us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, way more professional than uh, what we had put together, so thanks. Yeah, well, we're not really the artsy kind of people. <laughs> it's so. true, it's true. We we are very reliant on you, our fans, to uh, maybe help us with art design work. This but. is the gift we didn't know we needed until <laughs> it was sent to us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Lydia, do you have something in pop culture you would like to recommend that isn't Scooby-Doo related? Yeah, okay, so okay, mm-hmm. this time... I want to talk about food, okay? Listen to this new discovery me and my mom have discovered. So at Aldi, you can find chocolate hummus. What? Chocolate hummus. This sounds like a Scooby-Doo shaggy abomination. I was so against it at first because I'm like, uh, I don't know about this because I'm not su- like I'm not a big chocolate fan anyway. I'm more of a vanilla caramel girl. Yeah. You know? So um, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. We have it. It come in these little like single uh, cups, you know, kind of like the peanut butter, like like the Jif to go little. Yeah. Does it come with, like, little crackers or something you eat it with? No, it's, oh, it's just, just the hummus. Do you eat it by itself? No. So okay. I took, well, mom cut up strawberries and raspberries. Ooh. I ate it with the chocolate hummus. It is so good. I've even ate the hummus by itself. It's kind of like a mini dessert. It's, you just gotta, my thing is with pudding, like, I like it, but the texture sometimes is just too much for me. And I think that's why I don't like yogurt. So hummus is a little more thicker, so it's kind of like eating, I don't even know. Like a mousse almost? Yeah, kind of yeah. like a mousse. And it's cold too, which is mm-hmm. nice. But um, you can also dip pretzels in it. Mm. So it's kind of like the 
healthier version of chocolate covered strawberries or raspberries or chocolate covered anything like the pretzels. I even did animal crackers yesterday. Oh, that it's so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely try it out. I'm sure you can find it other places in Aldi, but it's actually not that expensive. I think it was like $3.59 and there's like six packs of them. Oh, nice. Which for hummus, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. This week I am recommending Russian Doll, which is a TV show on Netflix. It's been out for a few months now, so you may have seen it already, but if you have not, definitely go check it out. It's sort of like a... It's a lot like Groundhog Day. It has sort of the same premise of Groundhog Day where someone is reliving a part of their life over and over again, okay. but it's way better than Groundhog Day. It's It takes it in all different places and parts of the storyline that you just do not expect to happen. Keeps you on your toes for most of it. Mm-hmm. Has some really funny parts, has some legitimately scary parts. So it's almost, it's kind of like Scooby-Doo where it can shift suddenly from genuinely funny to genuinely genuinely scary so yeah go check out russian doll on netflix never seen it yeah you might not eh. might not be something i like you might not like it yeah it doesn't really sound like something i'd be into yeah but you know we're very different it's true yes so if you're a liz go check out russian doll Yeah, and if you're a lydia go eat some chocolate hummus (laughs) treat yourself oh treat yourself all right so you can follow the show at Scooby Sisters on Twitter and Instagram. Lydia, where can they find you on Twitter and Instagram? You can find my personal Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle for both. Um, it's Liddy, L-Y-D-D-D-I-E underscore five. And if you didn't catch that, that's three Ds. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And you can find my personal Twitter and Instagram at SparkyBoyFan. You can email the show at thescoobysisters at gmail.com. All right, guys. So that's all that we have for you today. Thanks for giving us a listen. Um, If you would, subscribe, like, comment, send us emails. We'd really love to hear your feedback. And in the immortal words of Norval Rogers.